Welcome to episode number 102 of the Ross, L and Luke show. Under the pressures of COVID-19 and the lockdowns, we talk about the wheels of commerce. As businesses are closing, new businesses are springing up. We talk about lessons from the Spanish flu, hygiene and masks. Aussie blokes, we're dads, we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we've made a heap of mistakes, learned a shitload and created plenty of wins, which taught us a few things about life, love, relationships, communication, leadership, and business. We're here to share our journeys and learnings with you. You may get three different perspectives or one universal agreement. Whatever you take away, we hope it made a difference in your day. Hello, L, and hello, Luke. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. How are you, Very well, thank you. Yes. Yeah, going okay. Yeah, good. No, not too bad, as people say. Enjoying my last day of not wearing a mask outside. Yeah, okay. Yes, it's all mandatory now, yeah? Not tonight, I believe. Okay, yep. Yeah, look. I'm hoping mine arrived today. I, I went online and ordered a few as the the uh, the day that message came out. Uh, pretty much yep. straight away, within an hour, I think I'd ordered from three different places. So I'm yep. hoping that something turns up today. All right. Well, mm. it should be. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think there's a bit of a run on mass at the moment, but uh, that's the nature of where we're at, I suppose, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> and I'll, I will give credit for the fact that that the one you know one extra measure is being taken instead of a whole round of ridiculous measures. So you know it's good to see yeah. that that the thinking is becoming clearer and more logical because that's what's necessary right now. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I like this too. Yeah, it's a it's a step to try and prevent us going to stage four, and I think it's a very clever yep. one. And yep. uh, and hopefully... Yeah. What's happened to you, Ross? Yeah, I lost I lost him there, but I'm, I'm back now. Done. Yeah, he just dropped out. Maybe it's a... Um... <laughs> huh? Oh, Let's press on, mate. Let's press on. So, you know, still for, recording, for, yeah. Yeah. So for you, Luke. Yep. Can you can all of your team go to work together as long as they're wearing masks? Is that how it works? Um, yeah. Well, at the moment, we've we've sort of minimised. Uh, we're sort of down to two that work in the factory. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. I think it's more. Uh, well, we can, but I think it's more. Uh, most of our. Uh, staff are sort of work, you know, at, remotely at home still. So, uh, but production still continues, albeit just at a slower uh, rate. You know, yeah. But practically speaking, you, you could actually, you know, I'm just thinking it through. You could actually now start having everybody, the team back, just and just have masks on in the in the in the, in the factory. You know, it it kind of it could give you an edge, couldn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, look, it's a grey area too. So they're trying to they're clamping down, obviously, on um, you know, not non-essential business like our non-essential businesses. Um, I don't think uh, they've you know put the 
the clamps on that. It's more so, um, yeah, the distancing, you know, the, the amount of people per square foot uh, in, yep. in a given building. So we're pretty right like that. I mean, we, we run pretty lean anyway. So, you know, um, a lot yep. of our, we rely on a lot of, um, you know, other, other contractors and, and suppliers and stuff uh, for bigger projects, which is good. And we just sort of assemble a lot, you know, in-house. Um, but, yeah, like I suppose on the installation front as well, like the guys getting around all the different places, you know, Melbourne. Um, mm. You know, we were out at Glenroy the other day, which is a bit of a hot spot. Uh, but again, we just mm. whether whether it's out the way, um, you know, we ensure that there's no one in the offices if we're working internally, which we find mm-hmm. that a lot have their staff working remotely, and there might be just one or two, you know what I mean, in, in a decent size office. So, um, and predominantly our stuff is uh, maybe maybe eighty percent outdoor, which is good, you know. Uh, we don't really have any human interaction, but there is clients still out there saying, oh, can you meet me on site tomorrow? And I'm like, well, we're just minimising any contact with anyone at the moment. Um, you know, mm. like, well, you don't have to be near me. It's like, well, no, a lot of this stuff can be done <laughs> with a few images or a video call, but it's still amazing that yep. some people will still want to meet on site for simple stuff. Um, and again, it's probably more so just them being used to that human contact. But it's like we don't we don't need to do that now. So hmm. I think you've really hit on something there, Luke. Um, uh, and, yeah, Adam and I are supporting a guy in his business, and he's he's really frustrated by the lack of ability to have face to face sales meetings. Like he wants to do that. Yeah. He he like he wants to he wants to be present with that person and and read read what's happening for them so you can really really support them you know fully with the sale and so it is frustrating for him right now so um so again this is part of this new world isn't it we 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 get used to more remote results you know and those that can adapt to that will become the new you know the new leaders yeah and i think it's just some of the old school thinking as well and these are sort of building managers and stuff you know asset managers that you Mm. know um potentially have a hard, well, not potentially have a hard time getting across what they need, but they probably haven't dealt with people that are pretty, you know, detail orientated, like when they've tried to do it off-site, um, you know, or via email, it's probably gone south. But as I said to, yeah, right. said to this particular, particular client, I said, we're pretty savvy and we're switched on. Like I said, we've done projects a hundred times this size and not needed to go to site. You know what I mean? Like we've literally, that's how detail orientated we are. And I said, you know, these days, this is the best sort of form. And, you know, you can understand, you know, maybe it's not what he was after, but that's what it is. And I'm not, I'm not getting in my car and driving 45 minutes across Melbourne. You know what I mean? Because anything could happen. And that's the thing. And that's just the next few weeks. That's what I say to clients. The next few weeks, just bunk it down. That's what we're doing. And that's what it is. Oh, good on you. And that's that's taking a responsible position. Um, so, so the thing is, you know, the thing that I'm hearing loud and clear here is, Luke, it's another, maybe more subtle, but another part of the new normal. And those that can adapt to it will will prosper, and those that can't will will struggle. And so yeah. it's good, you know, it's great to hear your like, and this is you know, all throughout our conversations about about this pandemic. You know, I know you're taking you're trying to take the most practical, responsible line, which is great. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm I'm tending to take more of a you know more of a shit stirrer line as well. So, 
<laughs> yeah, well, so, yeah. Yeah. Did we have we got Ross back? I'm not sure. How does he how does he jump back in? This is a this is an example well, he's, of um he's, he's still connected, technology. so I am not sure what's is going he? on. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he can maybe he can hear us, but um no, maybe he can't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Have a that. Hey. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> Hey, no wonder I'm trying to I'm trying to talk away and yeah, and, uh, yeah all right. So uh, I did come back in really quickly, but uh, but I what I didn't notice was the um, the software here muted me, which was interesting. Ah, uh, mm. muted you? Yeah. yeah the, strangely the, enough, the uni- the universe has uh, you know plays works. Is that the, um, the is that the Zoom misses feature? Might <laughs> be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, that was. That was what we were going to talk about today. Was technology, and uh, okay, just, we had a quick it. chat off of there before we started. Quite often, you know, technology does fail us a, a lot, I guess, and it's, it's magnificent when it works, and it's always a pain in the backside when it doesn't. Yeah, and there's kind of two, two extremes there. There's uh, there's there's all good or all bad. There's there's very rarely a sort of in between where, and that's how technology runs for us. And, yeah. and I on? guess the reason why we persist is because the the leverage and, and the productivity that we get from it even overcomes the, the downtime. Yeah, well, imagine the first adding machines they had. Like, they'd fill an entire warehouse <laughs> with one adding machine. Yeah. yeah. You know, the original computers, that's extraordinary. So there must have been yeah. some significant returns to have invested such an enormous amount of resources. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. But and now well, the ability to, you know, what we can do with it. Mm. Yeah, well that's the uh, I suppose that's the that's the quandary moving forward with technology and I suppose um, I know in in our sort of industry and you know dealing with a few different um, Industries and people in them is that yeah some are getting a bit frayed at the moment and that might be from a few factors of um, things not being um, you know completed uh, you know as they were like in a fairly timely manner but I know there's been for us a few delays with different suppliers manufacturers materials etc which you know follows down the line and you know frustration from architects and you know you promised and you said and you're just like hang on a sec buddy like. You, you, are we in the same world? Because I don't think we are. Um, you know what I mean? Um, and it's and you can sense that from people too. And someone pointed out to me that it might be the fact that you know he'll understand that he probably flew off the handle a bit, and in an hour or so realise the errors of his ways. You know, um, which is I think it's quite common for people now. Um, that a little bit uh, nervous about you know the economy. Obviously, job keeper, job seeker. Um, is another one to keep your eye on. Um, you know, where the government is our, um, you know, is our competing uh, employer at the moment, isn't it? Uh, you know, making mm. it more, uh, you know, make it more advantageous or um, you know, easier for people to just sit on benefits than get a job. Uh, it's the same in America too. They have a lot of problems getting qualified staff um, to take up jobs, even when they are there or when they come back. Um, and that's going to have a you know significant issue, and we've got a lot of 
businesses and industries out there on life support prior to this. Um, and I think yeah, at some point they'll have to assess and see how these businesses can function um, on their own without the support. Um, and albeit, it's sad and it's hard, but I mean, for, fuck, it forces it forces things in different directions, yeah, and we always find a way. So, you know what I mean? Um, even for me, personally. So, I think that that is also adding to, you know, the anxiety and the challenges out there for, for everyone. And I see it sort of firsthand as well. Mm. Yeah, and so in there's all a of lot that, of technology. Evolving. You go, Rob. Is there a lag going on here? Nah, just talking over each other. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> There's a there's a lot of businesses that are that are disappearing at the moment. They're closing, shutting shop all over the place. So, but you'll probably find good businesses, even if they struggle right now, will probably still stay around. Those who are already struggling are the ones that are going to just kind of collapse overnight. And you'll see a lot of businesses yeah. disappear over this time. There's a lot of businesses being propped up. One of the great things about the money being handed out by the government at the moment, I know you know a lot of people are taking the opportunity just to just to collect the funds and sit on their hands, and that'll be yep. a great uh, discovery for us as humans to find out what kind of percentage we've got of people that just want to sit around and do nothing. Um, but there's but this is a, a kind of a crisis moment. In a crisis moment, people either step up or step down. And when there's a lot of unknown, you'll find there's an increasing number of people stepping down rather than yep. if you come to them and you go, hey, um, there's an opportunity here. You can either sit around and, and worry about it or you can step up and take, you know, and take um, hold of the opportunities that are available because there's a lot of money being spent. It's just being spent in different places. The government's handed out money for that purpose to keep things rolling because if the government didn't hand out money, Suddenly money becomes scarce and everybody stops spending and that's what causes the, the wheels to stop turning. But if the government hands out the money, people then start buying and they're buying all sorts of things. You know, you've got kids at home and it's like, all right, well, you know, how do I entertain the kids at home? So that market has skyrocketed. You've got all the um, personal health and safety type items and and products, and those markets have just skyrocketed. Yeah. So there's money still being spent. There's no yep. kind of shortage of money. While the government hands it out, that keeps keeps the uh, the wheels turning. So businesses um, are not are not just disappearing. There's also businesses springing up everywhere at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's a bit of an unknown, you know, especially in some of the, um, you know, hospitality, um, you know, places as well. We we deal a lot with. Well, last week or week before, we had a bit of an influx of um, people, uh, you know, restaurants, cafes, etc., sort of looking to update and expand, you know, their signage. But again, they're not. 100% sure when they can open, but obviously they've got enough in the coffers to, you know, get on with things they haven't been able to get on with for some time. Um, but they're also yeah, mindful and nervous of, yeah, yeah. But again, like that's, that's what'll, you know, that's, that's what'll take a hit. And, you know, um, 
I wouldn't know what to do in that sort of instance. I mean, it'd just be crazy not being able to open and, you know, some of the rents and overheads these guys have got, they've sort of just got to hang on, but it won't go back to the way it was. You know, it won't be like, okay, here we are and this week and then next week it's all, you know, it'll just go back to normal because it won't. So then therefore the landscape, you know, it does change. Um, and as you said, there is plenty exactly of money the same out deal. Yeah, exactly the same deal now. So anyone that so so now like I, I've been looking at the hospitality trade. Me and my business partners were looking at it before the you know late last year. So before the pandemic was on the news, and you know we were very close to to getting stepping into it. And yeah, you know what I'm now seeing when I go looking. So I'm still looking. Like I'm just I just go for a walk. In, I'm in Port Melbourne. I go for a walk around to see what's happening. There's more and more empty shops. And what I'm seeing is some of them are bloody tiny. And those will not work anymore unless they are are a really solid system for for people coming through and getting what they need without all loitering together. Yeah. Whereas the really big spaces now come into their own. They, like, have so much more value because because the distancing can be there. And, and, you know, this is not going to change. We're not going to... I don't believe we're ever going to go back to sitting as close as we have been. Like cinemas, what's going to happen in cinemas? Um, yeah. You know, um, a mate in China said that cinemas are opening this week in uh, in Shanghai. So it's going to be really interesting to see what their experience is. Um, but he yeah. said they just wear masks anyway, so they'll probably all sit there with masks on. So all of yeah, these things smart, now yeah. become yeah, but you can't do that while you're eating, right? So anywhere that, that serves food, drinks, is going to have to have much more space and therefore fit less people. What happens to nightclubs now? You know, it's just, this is a, this is a disruptive event forever. Yeah. Mm. But what did they do? We looked at the history books. I was watching um, documentaries on the 1918 Spanish flu. Um, it had some, had some sort of, I had some connections and yeah, it was interesting that it, it um, I think it was after World War One. Uh, they say, you know, they said, oh, it came mm. from the trenches, it came from, you know, different various places, but the 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 guts of it was is just the spread. It was so quick mm. and, you know, like people were literally dying in the street. They said that like their lungs were filling up with, you know, fluid and like this the thing was just, it hit so hard and so quick and they're like, well, you know, like, what what was the difference, you know, like, and this was a documentary that was written probably two years before this. So it was interesting. Right. They were looking for going, oh, we relate this to this. It was just, you know, they're sitting there saying, well, it's not a fact of like, you know, if, it's when, you know, so what have we got in place? And they were starting to look at it like, you know, like you know, a terrorist, um, you know, like what, in, in regards to the uh, what can happen in the world, what would be the most devastating, they say terror attacks, then a pandemic mm. was number two. Mm. So what have we got mm. in place for those in relation to everything? And they're like, well, terrorists, you know, we've spent this much money on, you know, um, mm. and you just dealing with terrorism and fuck all on pandemic stuff. It's like, and they mm. said, look, it's, if it hits and when it does, um, it'll be life changing. Uh, but with them, masks were a big factor in, in life um, yeah, for a long time. And so I think it was three years, it was two years where it was pretty full on, like we are now. This is how it will be for two years potentially. And then after mm. about um, year three, it started to fitter out a little bit. Now it got right around the world um, and affected different people, but 
they were saying that the distancing was a big part of it. They had like a massive rally in um, San Francisco, I believe, and that just killed fucking 30,000 people, you know, in two weeks because everyone got together, um, mostly without masks. Mm. And they said that, that again, was representative of people. um, Social distancing, you know, is is important. But um, 19, so 1918 it started, 1951 was where where they were starting to really see like little to no cases at all. Sorry, 51 or 21? No, 51, 1951. So 33 years. Yes, yeah, but so it, it affected people. Uh, so obviously there was some sort of immunity build up to it, but it was still up until that day there was still cases of it, strains of it. So there you go. <laughs> mm. But yeah, the people weren't sort of dropping off in in droves, uh, and also they didn't close down like economies and stuff like that. And that's the the percentage, and it was point zero zero nine percent of the world population have died and um, you know from this thing and we'll talk and I think they said I can't remember how many uh, oh, it was a huge percentage like 10% of the world's population or something died from this thing so it's a big comparison you know between then and now but we're suffering you know, major consequences economically well it's funny you say that it was not the same economic uh, result but the Great Depression came you know Less than 10 years uh, after that started, right? So maybe there was. Maybe there was a knock-on effect. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, it sounds like they um, they didn't shut as much down. So if you look at the, um, you know, that that kind of um, how many people were dying and things, they probably didn't have that the ability to, to shut the world down like we do now, the ability to communicate with people instantly and, and get them, you know, taking action as a result, the knowledge that we have and what we've learnt and what we would have learnt from that one. So now yeah. our ability to quarantine and shut down and wear masks and proper hygiene and, you know, the the, the what we put on our hands, the sanitizers and soaps, things like that have come a long way. Mm. Back then they probably didn't have that a lot of that technology. Will we see a 10%? Look, some of the country's numbers are still climbing dramatically. So what's going to yeah. happen at the end of it? Who knows? And, and you're right. If, if this doesn't change, this is likely to be on for the next few years. And let's assume that Australia manages to eradicate it. What do we then do when the rest of the world hasn't? Do we lock our borders and keep them locked? How's that going to work? Do we not travel oh, for the next few years? What's... Uh, that's where you, there'll be... There'll be um... You know, technology to to demonstrate that you you are vaccinated or whatever. Like you, you'll you will have to pass certain certain restrictions to be able to travel, and there'll be you know airports will have. Well, there's assumptions. Well, that's an assumption that we have a vaccine for this. Sure, and so short of that, then you would. I mean, world travel is not going to stay closed forever, like everything else. So, yeah. I believe what will happen is. You know, and this is what we're talking about. Right? This is where the change comes. So every airport will be fitted with all the equipment needed to detect, you know, obvious changes in temperature, whatever it is that they're using to detect it. Uh, again, Will was saying in, in Shanghai, they've got everywhere you go, shopping centres, um, restaurants, everywhere. They're all, they're all checking your temperature and, and stuff. So, and, and you know, many Asians wear masks as a matter of course when they're a bit ill. So, you know, we are going to adopt more of these things. Um and it may well be that 
anyone that arrives in Australia with any you know erratic will be will be in forced quarantine. You know, it might be a forced thing rather than a, an optional thing, and so on. Yeah, and it, it will be. Yeah, and that's. I mean, I know that 1980 um, pandemic, there was like less affected countries, and that's purely because they closed their borders, like Pacific Islands, Samoa. New Caledonia, and, it, and even uh, just reading something now, it said Australia also managed to avoid the first two waves with a quarantine, mm. um, just by yeah blocking anyone coming in and out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it was just fucking astonishing. Like ten percent of Iceland's population died. You know, and that's not a big population, but you know, like yeah. China, was it China had a death toll of up to you know between five and nine million. And this is on the back of the First World War, killing millions of young men. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and as I said, it's like yeah, World War One rolled on. It went into the trenches, um, then it spread around like wildfire. So, but. It says economically that many of the businesses in the entertainment and service industry suffered losses in revenue while the healthcare industry reported profit gains. So that's probably an insight mm. of where, you know, if anyone's in anything and they're dealing with health, probably point your business towards that. Um, yeah, well, pharmaceuticals. <laughs> pharmaceuticals are powerhouses on this planet, mate. So if you yeah. can work with them and you're not, you're missing out. And it might be, you know, you know, you know, people looking after, you know, sick people or organisations. So, um, mm. but they said there's an increasing number of women attending college, um, which contributed to the success of women in the field of nursing. So this is future thinking or forward, you know, forward thinking. Um, mm. And, that, you know, and part of the to failure of doctors who were predominantly men to contain and prevent the illness. So, you know, that that's probably where our industry is going as well. You know, we, we'll probably there'll probably be a lot more nurses out of this. Hmm. Um, so yeah, and well, it we, said, yeah, it also, yeah. I'll just finish this one, but it just said that um, the cities that implemented the early and extensive non-medical measures like quarantine suffered no additional adverse economic effects due to implementing those measures when compared with cities that implemented measures late or not at all. So uh, I don't know where that puts us, guys. Mm, mm. Well, it's interesting. My we were late. son uh, on... <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, 90% plus of our cases were coming from external, but we kept allowing people into the country and we still haven't stopped. Uh, and now we've got a That's situation right. where... It's, it's kind of broken loose in this country and we've got to deal with that. But my son was at uh, school last week and, um, you know, not a lot of kids there. And yep. we've, got, we've got all these testing measures in place. But on Thursday night, he started getting a sore throat. So on Friday, we took him down to get tested. And, you know, when he woke up Friday, he was coughing up phlegm and, and you know, and all those uh, not great signs. So anyway, we took him down to get tested and it turned out it was just the flu. There's a case oh, okay. where, yeah, but there's a case where you know he's managed to, to catch a flu from a small group of kids at school, where theoretically no one's meant to be turning up if they've got any symptoms of anything. 
So yeah, um, yeah, that's uh, that was that was really interesting to to kind of uh, I guess witness that occur. Now the great thing about it was that it was a very mild version of the flu. The flu's been getting worse and worse over the years. Now you get yeah. a flu and you're likely to have it for a month or a couple of months even. Um, yeah. And you'll be, you know, you'll be feeling really ratchet for uh, a couple of days. Uh, yeah. He was, you know, over, uh, it was almost overnight and he was done with it. And uh, and that, so that part of it was really great to see. Uh, that it's a much milder version. But I was really surprised for him to be getting that in a situation where there's so many measures in place to stop that. You know, we talk about social distancing, you know, they're kids, so it's a bit hard. It's not really going to work like that. But yeah. <laughs> nonetheless, you know, they need to wash their hands. They, they get their temperature taken when they turn up, uh, all those things going on. And yet he was still able to catch the, the flu under those conditions. Yeah. Could be what someone as, as, as symptomatic. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, potentially would be. But remember these these other um, you know viruses and things that get around are not going to stop. You know, I was speaking to a mate and he said like even gastro's out there now. You know, around childcare centres and and schools. So like you know those things are not going to stop, uh, which is the the fact of life. Um, one of the stats from um, from Centrelink is that um, the the amount of staff sick days uh, internally in that place is almost halved, and they put it they attribute that to you know a better hygiene you know when they because they do day and night shift and um, you know they they have cleaning regimes for once you leave your workstation you clean everything down you know the new person comes in they clean everything down before they start work they finish they clean it down so lots of hand sanitizer so they're attributing that to um yeah people being more uh, hygienic and clean so that's that's interesting as well so i think well, you know you, right, you know right, cholera normally yeah on that further to that loose cholera doesn't need drugs it needs clean water yeah okay the yeah. cholera that okay. kills millions in the third world is yeah. just because of dirty water that's all it is okay yep yeah there was there you go. There was a um a, there was a condition where a lot of mothers were dying like like um giving birth and uh, they called it something about uh, along those lines like they were they were giving birth and dying and there was a lot yeah. of it going on and they didn't know why so and then one doctor put his hands up and he said hey I, you just need to wash your hands and they're like oh, yeah. what are you talking about this is ridiculous because what they were doing is they were doing the autopsies in the morning and then in the afternoon they'd be delivering babies yeah so they do the autopsy they collect the germs, then they go and deliver a baby, give those germs to the mum, and she dies, and the and the baby dies, and you know, so there was a lot of deaths occurring, just yeah. because they weren't washing their hands. They started washing their hands, and it eradicated it all together, and uh, everyone was healthy. But there's a massive number of deaths that occurred over a short amount of time because of, you know, they just didn't understand the process of simple hygiene. Yeah, okay, very yeah, interesting. Mm. Uh, that was that was where we we learned that washing our hands was a good thing. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely, mm. it makes sense. So, but yeah, where where to from here? Huh? That's um, that's the that's a million dollar question with uh, you know, with everything going on and yeah. So, markets are a bit. So where this ends? So where 
we, we, we went from opening up the, the, everything to, to closing it down to even tightening it up even more. So we're going deeper into this for another four to six weeks. Well, I'm confused now exactly what it ends. So, you know, we're looking at... Oh, they're talking about September, 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 right might change. But I'm talking about the official, the, the legislated lockdown right now. Is it six weeks or four weeks, Luke? Uh, actually, it was yeah, it was six. It was six weeks. Um, so we're into second week now. Yeah, okay. Um, so the six week yeah. one is still. So it's the middle of August. Uh, yeah. And the, you know, and then and then we're gonna you know that that might be where we're allowed. Can you see will we then not wear masks outside? I mean, what what what's going to change? Maybe we'll just keep the masks, but start to go yeah. back to opening things up again. You know? Yeah. Keep keep the masks. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, I think that'll be a standard, but um, yeah, it's it's a really, really sort of fast track to um, you know some of these flailing um, industries and businesses out there that are, are really going to sort of fall over. So I wonder, I suppose, where does that land? You know, we, we shift from you know manufacturing to you know from industry and manufacturing to you know IT and technology. You know, like where. Where does it sort of all, all go? I mean, ultimately, you want everyone to prosper and um, at least survive. Um, but yeah, I, I, I suppose that's my my sort of quandary at the moment. You know, where, what what sort of next? Where to? Yeah. Oh well. well um, I, I reckon we've nailed it, Luke. It unfold. It will be. Yeah. And I reckon we've nailed it, Luke. It's like adopt best practice in everything we do. Like. You know, hmm. maintain basic hygiene. Um, if you know the, the the days of you know oh, I'm a trooper, I'm going to go into work even though I'm crook. You know, those days are over. You know, so we start to think about the bigger picture um, and and make make choices that serve the bigger picture some more. So you know, yep. it's it's an opportunity again for us all to become more mindful. Yeah. Yeah. Stay mindful and um, stay at home, which I've been at home for feels like six months now, so I don't even know <laughs> what's happening anymore. Um, yeah. So there you go. That's uh, that's mm. where I'm at. What about you, Ross? How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I'm 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 fascinated by it all. It's a very interesting thing to watch. You know, unfortunately, there's there's going to be people passing away. But the, our, our, we can do our bit every day by observing hygiene practices, washing our hands, wearing those masks. The Chinese have been wearing masks for years. If, you know, if they have a basic cold or flu or something, they stick a mask on. No one thinks anything about it. You see them walking around in the, in the streets wearing these masks, and we used to think it was a bit strange, but it's just clever. Yeah. So if we all walk around wearing our masks while this is going on, hopefully we can eradicate it and learn a lot from it. And yeah, now everyone will have a mask, and we, we can have you know best practices. Hey, I might be a bit sniffly. I'm 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 just going to stick a mask on when I go out. I think there's some some great learnings here that we can take on for the, for the rest of our lives. We're such a such a I guess a, a global community now that it's really important that we take care of our hygiene and so that we don't you know end up where we are right now. Well. In all honesty, in full disclosure, I haven't had a shower in two days, so how does that? But I haven't been out in public, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just putting it out there, guys. <laughs> so I can, we talk about hygiene, and I'm like, yeah, should I have a shave? I should shower. That's I'm going to today. That's on my list of things to do. <laughs> However, I think day three, stretching it 
in, but you know, I'm saving water. I'm doing my part. All right. What it like? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. This is the other side of it. The, the relationship strain. <laughs> <laughs> podcast, isn't it? But the top ten relationship strains, you know, in ISO, yeah, um, yeah. Fucking get off the news, uh, shower at least twice a day. I mean, no, no, every second day or, or three times a week, bare minimum. Uh, maybe that's something we can put it out to the listeners. Like, what is you know? Come on, where are we? All, what are we struggling with? Like, who are we? Who are we in this? Yeah, and we're all we're all not the same. So don't don't sit there and say, oh, you know, it'll all pan out. I've got no real struggles. Everyone's got struggles. They just come in different forms. So share them with us. Say maybe we can start a petition for a three day a week um, showering. I'm sure the greenies would be on board with that. Southeast water. <laughs> uh, we probably have some supporters and sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there, guys. Let's see. Yeah, would probably a great well, note well, to finish on. On that note, yes, on that <laughs> note, it's, uh, I think we'll uh, we'll end the episode and we'll uh, we'll say thank you that we're on Zoom and not having to do this face to face, Luke. It's uh, an advantage at, mm. right now, it sounds. And we'll yeah. catch you guys mm. on the next one. Awesome. Well said, boys. Stay well. Take care. Shower. You, you filthy mongrel. <laughs> Ciao. See ya. Bye. All good? Yep. We're off. You done? All good. Yep. Done. All right. Cool. Uh, anything, uh, anything anyone wants to say? Uh, I'm good. Thank uh, you. I'm, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. All good, man. Thanks, James. I will see you next week then. No worries. Thanks, Ross. Stay. Welcome. Yeah. Stay, uh, Cheers, boys. stay safe. Yeah, you too. Yeah, you too. Just see you. Ciao. Thanks. Bye. This has been Ross Pepper, Alistair McDonald, and Luke Farrar for the Ross LN Luke Show. If you wish to get in contact with us regarding the show, please reach out to us via email on rosslluke at gmail.com. To discover more about myself, Ross Pepper, please visit my website, rosspepper.com. To check out Al and discover what he can do for your team, please visit his website, alistairmcdonald.com.au. And if you're ready for an awesome sign for your business, be sure to visit luke at lfsigns.com.au. You have been listening to the Ross Allen Luke Show. Thanks for listening and have a spectacular day.